Hi, everybody. This is Michael from Halloween, and you are watching CMS TV. Manowar right here on your classic metal show from the Louder Than Hell release. That is The Power. Going out by request to uh, Chuck in North Carolina. And uh, we also heard uh, Deep Purple Speed King, Ian Gillian, 78 years old. He's an old fuck, just like Jackal. <laughs> That's why Jackal likes him. I know. And uh, we also heard uh, UFO. With right. light out going out by request to uh, Frank Bell. Well, lots of old music. That's <laughs> people people checking in from around the globe. Oh, stop! Please stop. <laughs> I I mean I again, and everybody's free to like whatever they like. But Jesus Christ, could we get something fresh in here? Relatively fresh. Well. Unfortunately, that's our crowd, Chris. I know. I hate it. <laughs> are, are, are you feeling your mortality lately? Fuck yeah, I am. And, and I hate it. And, and I hate to say it, but our fans make me feel older than I really should. <laughs> Every time we fucking try to do a show, I'll, I'll be like all hyped up. Yeah, let's listen to this new band. Dude, let's listen to Deep Purple instead. <laughs> I know what I like, and I like what I know. Deep Purple, back in the classic days, not that 80s up shit. I want the 1976. Right, when they were good. Yeah, oh, just stop. Listen to that when you're at home by yourself. <laughs> Pull out your fucking reel-to-reel -reel and listen to it. Right. Jesus. <laughs> so funny. So. Yes. Let's move forward here, shall right. we? Moving forward. Um, I mentioned this at the start of the show. I'll mention it now. Okay. Our friends, Jeff Pilson and George Lynch, they're back. Yeah. They're back with a new George Lynch and Jeff Pilson release called Heavy Hitters 2. The Heavy Hitters. Heavy Hitters number two, because the first one was so great that we needed a second dose of this thing. Well, there were so many unanswered questions from heavy hitters one. That's right. So, so I have this thing queued up. I figured you, I'm positive. You have not heard any of this, right? No, no. I, I mean, I'm aware of it again. I just, I just don't have the stomach for this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like, why, why yeah. are you doing this? I, I, I know it's I, really, I want to know, and I wish I could get a straight answer. Is there a monetary gain to any of this? Well, and if so, is it worth it? I mean, I, I, I don't know what some label is willing to throw at a Jeff Pilson and a George Lynch to go in and cut these songs. You know, I know, I know Jeff is an accomplished, uh, producer mm -hmm. and he has his own studio which is kind of what i was going with uh with james rivera earlier in the show that you know with technology being the way it is and people can afford you know the equipment for recording and pro tools being what it is and you know it, you don't need a professional recording studio no. anymore so you don't have to go somewhere where it costs you a thousand dollars an hour to record a record anymore oh, and most just, of these guys do it at home they do it they they do all do it at home mm -hmm. you know they've been doing it at home for the last probably 20 years close to 20 years you know and like i said with technology being the way it is and you know me when it comes to the recording equipment and stuff i've always been that guy mm -hmm. you know i've been that guy for the last 25 years just sure. experimenting with different pieces of equipment and mm -hmm learning how to make it work and that that's why we're doing this today because of the, the 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 efforts both you and i combined with your tech knowledge and my yeah. equipment knowledge we made this thing work very early on before right. anybody else was doing it that's true well here's the answer to your question all right tell i me. asked somebody i will not say who because it could cause them a problem but i did ask somebody 
about these kind of cover albums and specifically this one. And, and my exact question is, it was exactly the question that you asked. Why do it? Yeah. Is there any reason to do it? The answer that I got was record company X will throw these guys about $20,000. Really? 20,000 bucks 20, to do 20,000 to do this kind of a record because of their name recognition. They can guarantee that they'll sell. Now this is worldwide. They can guarantee that they'll sell three to 5,000 copies worldwide. So they'll make their money back. Is that a fact? Now here's, and here's why the bands do it. Okay. Because they can take a cover record and this is somebody I'll tell you in the chat or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah, this, this is somebody that literally has done a covers record. Yeah, so okay. Mark so, Corian? I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say who it is at all. Mark Terrain. <laughs> I'm not saying who it is. I will not. I will not get, I will not cost my friend uh, any issues here. I will right. not do that. I'm glad you're still in touch with Jizzy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, but I asked, here it is. I asked that person quite literally yesterday why why they do this okay the answer that i was given all right was so they get paid twenty thousand dollars to do it yeah they have home studios where it doesn't cost them anything to do it oh that's basically what i was going with yeah. again with with uh, james and the third piece is the reason they do it and specifically why they do some of these songs that you see on damn near every single one of these records because they're easy. These guys have known them forever and they can go in and knock out like this record in two weeks. So it doesn't take them any time. Yeah. Again, I, I know that, it. you know, when, especially when it comes to like a George Lynch, mm -hmm. I mean, I know how long it took him to, to lay down the um, guitar part for our good friends from red rain. Yeah. It was like a couple hours. Yeah, I was going to say probably as long as we've been talking in this segment, about yeah, five minutes. A couple hours. I mean, he, he more or less just ad libbed the parts and yeah. played it. You listen to the song. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I get it. Uh huh. Here, here, here. Okay. Weedly, weedly, weedly. Yeah. Weedly, weedly, weedly. And then it's like, here you go. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what I was told is it's quick. If you do one of these a year, it's an extra 20,000 yeah, or it's an extra 10,000 in your pocket. I had no idea that, that, there's well again who's buying this that's the question who's buying it the hardcores will buy it really oh yeah docking fans will buy this okay again i don't know anybody who owns any of this stuff but okay the hardest core docking fans will probably own this the lynch fans will buy this the lynch fans buy everything so you know, I, I mean, is it a lot? No, but it, they don't need it to be a lot. No, I mean, I mean twenty thousand, yeah, twenty thousand dollars. I mean, how many do you have to sell to make twenty grand? Thousand? Again, I don't. I and and when you say they sell, are you talking about an actual physical product here? A physical product plays. Don't forget the the, the record companies get get mon money from YouTube or from Amazon Music mm. or whatever. It's amazing. They get their, they get their toy. I guarantee you they're not doing these at a loss. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that's why I was saying. It's just like, where, where is the market for this? Because I know guys like you and I, we would never buy this. No, but a movie might. A movie might. Yeah, and that's a, that's a one in a million shot. But I guess if you, it's like hitting the lottery. If you, yeah. if you, if you get your song in a popular movie well look at uh look at the movie the wrestler mm -hmm. how old is that movie like 13 15 yeah. years old now mm -hmm. but i think the 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 version of round and round that they played in that movie i think that was steven's re-record sure oh it is it definitely so, is so, so he not the record label mm -hmm. made out on that because sure. he, he got his re-record in that movie yeah well, one of the things I'm finding out through the starving artist thing is companies sometimes buy songs or buy rights to songs and don't always use them. Right. Like I've found out through several of our clients so far, 
have had songs that have been picked up by Peloton. Now, Peloton is not using any fucking songs from from the 80s. You know, they're doing up-tempo, modern music. Yeah, because they don't get you to get on their machines and right. <laughs> but they buy this stuff. And, and I'll give you a perfect example. All right. And, and this is this is me once again admitting what a fat ass I am, but I am trying. All right. One of the things that I've done is I've, I've, I've mixed in a second workout for the day. It's just a little 10-minute thing at the end of the day. Okay. And it's a... Uh, it, it came free with my phone, believe it or not. They have Apple Fitness that you can get with your phone. And I so I signed up for the Apple Fitness for six months or whatever it is for free. And they have 10-minute workouts at the end of Apple Fitness or or on, on the Apple Plus app or whatever. Okay. So I do the 10-minute workout at the end of the day, kind of like a wind-down thing sure. before I jump in bed and eat fucking popcorn and do nothing. <laughs> but, you know, I, I at least do 10 minutes of moving my fat ass around to try right. to lose some more weight. Right. The One of the things that they do is they have the workout routines based on some of these bands. All right. Like the one I've been doing, the little 10-minute thing I've been doing is, is a 10-minute beginner fat guy f- to the music of Queen. So the guy does the workout to the music of Queen. Well, every time I play it, they get four or five credits for plays for Queen. Right. Well, it's 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 a royalty payment. Yeah. Just like if you were to play them on a Spotify or a Pandora Correct. or something mm-hmm. like that. Same thing. Yeah. And and these kind of songs, you could get like the first song we're gonna play here in a minute is Sledgehammer. Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. Right. right. The you can pay. Up. Yeah. You could pay a lot of money for the Peter Gabriel version of that song. Sure. Or you could play a lot less for an edgier version for a car chase or whatever (laughs) of the Pilsen and Lynch sledgehammer. Right. And you pay a lot less for it to license it. So, you know, for a movie. So so basically, and and again, this this all has to do with infrastructure that that, Mm -hmm. whatever record label paid for this. They have somebody marketing this and and basically trying to get somebody to purchase this or yeah, yeah, yeah. license the rights to it mm-hmm. for their product. So so they got to have somebody actively working it and marketing it to outlets, not radio. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. To to all the out, other, but outlets, whether it's commercials or movies or. Uh, endorsements or whatever it is where they play music. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that's part of it. The other part of this too, that we're not thinking about, but literally just jumped into my head right now. This is also padding for when these guys want to sell their rights, when they want to sell their catalog, this is padding. They'll sell these songs along with all the rest of their shit in their catalog. And I mean, how many, you don't, you don't really watch TV right now, but if you watch regular TV, every fucking commercial has a song that was popular on the radio. Right. Every single commercial is now a radio song from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Because it's recognizable and your attention is, oh yeah, I know that. And it's like, what's going on here? Oh, they're selling bounty towels. So is it out of the realm of possibility to think we might hear Lynch Pilsen doing the stroke for a Lume commercial? Maybe. <laughs> Dude, does your pussy stink? Yeah. Give it a stroke. Stroke, man. Stroke, man. <laughs> Lume. Lume. I'm so excited to see Lume uh, advertisements. It's like, Jesus Christ. I, and see, I, I would like to do a deep dive into that. How the hell do they have the money and the backing to get so many advertisements out there for, for something to make, to make your pussy smell better? Yeah. I would love to interview the Lume girl and ask them how much they had to pay her to be the, to be the face of stink ass. Yeah. Just that's what I want to know. Put a, put some of this on your index finger and rub it up your butt crap. Yeah, Rub it in your, rub it on your fucking brown eye. As you stink. Yeah. My hole doesn't stink at all anymore because I use Lume. Let me let me yeah. tell you something from a personal perspective. Yeah. 
I, I've dated, I've dated a lot of good looking girls in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never encountered one that's stunk. Not one. Not yeah. all, all the years that I've dated women and, and things. I have never encountered a stinky chick. Not once. I won't say never. Well, again, you, you bang. I'm a whores. pig. Yeah, I'm you, a, bang, you banged whores and stuff. But yeah. my point is under normal conditions, not somebody yeah. who will get into the trenches, but no, <laughs> normal dating. No, I no. I've never, I've never encountered a stinky chick. No. And that was well before Lume. Yeah. That's my point. So, so how is this, how is it in today's world that, that somehow we need a deodorant to cover up your stink, your snatches stinky, your asshole stinks. Mm -hmm. You you stink. The only thing I can think of, and and again, we're spitballing (laughs) here on something we know nothing about, but (laughs) the only thing I could think of is that because people are sitting a lot more, they got smellier fucking undercarriage. Is that what it is? Could I, be. I don't know the answer because I've never encountered that. And that's why Lume yeah. as a product surprised me when I see so much of this that, yeah. you know, just rub this up your butt crack or, mm-hmm. you know, douse your, <laughs> douse your stank uh, hole in this. <laughs> well, just think about a, a chick who's not fucking, you know, five foot six, 110 pounds. Think about the 160 pound chick sitting in a chair. All day long working. She's a little hot, as in sweaty hot, not like gorgeous hot. She's a little hot. Some of that fucking um, snail snail <laughs> juice comes slowly oozing its way down to her asshole. <laughs> you know, it, it gets and, in there a little bit. And uh, and Lume will eradicate the stank. Yeah. And she could she could dip a little Lume on her on the tip of her finger and rub that fucking snail snatch juice right off of it get rid of it <laughs> just just the thought that somebody thought hey you know there's a market for a anti-stink thing <laughs> i guarantee it was a lesbian that was tired of eating stink pussy I guarantee because a guy let's be honest a guy wouldn't care right a guy wouldn't care enough to go you know what i can invent a product out of this but some lesbian probably it might be that lume girl I wouldn't doubt that it's the Lume girl that invented Lume because man, I, for the life of me, I can't figure out how much money would you have to be, have to get paid to be the national voice of stink ass. Right. I mean, she is the national, when you see her picture now, you think of a stinky pussy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I would agree. You are the face of stinky puss. No. Yeah, but I'm a multi-millionaire now, so yeah, yeah call <laughs> exactly. Me stinky, stinky snatch, all you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I just—it's just amazing to me. It's just like, what kind of a world do we live in? When, when right, I was, that's not very nice. I'm <laughs> sure Neely's. Not, I'm sure Neely's banging him older than sixteen. Yeah, at least eighteen. They're they're they're, they're legal. Trust me. Barely, but legal. Yeah, barely legal. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. But but again, <laughs> That's a good that is a good album title. For Guar. It's perfect for Guar. Ace of Stands. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's hysterical. Jesus. I love it. <laughs> Plush is opening for Lume this fall. Jesus. All right. Wow. See that demon? You didn't think I'd put that up there, did you? Wow. That's, a hysterical. That's hysterical. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, getting back to your point about the music being licensed to something like yeah. Lume. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's one of the reasons that they do these kind of shit records, and they're they're never good, right? But I I can and again I can only speak for the way I listen to music during the day, which I'm just one person. But a lot of time I I'll play an album. In fact, all the time 
I play whatever album I'm playing, and then it just continues on with music that it uh, finds. What they what they considered what, related. Yeah. Like today, I was listening to, you'll be surprised by this because it's not even one of the good ones, but I was listening to Metal Church's um, Weight of the World album. All right. Yeah, that, I, that one just fell flat for me. Yeah. I, I was giving it a listen, and I actually found a couple tunes that I sort of like on it. But I, I think it would be a great record if it had a different production. Producer, guy. yeah. Yeah. Well, well Ronnie, Ronnie Monroe has a new band, which I'm not going to get into at all. But um, I've heard a little of it, and it's fucking good. So yeah, well, Ronnie's a talented guy. Hell yeah, I can't wait till I can't. He's gonna come on here when he's when he's allowed. Yeah, he's, well, when you you know, since you poached my friend and all, I did. Of course, I did. But d- does he ever ask about me? <laughs> hey, you can you can text the same as I do, my friend. <laughs> Go ahead. But um. But no, um, that's that's why they do these records is to. All right, I see. I wasn't aware because I can't even fathom why anybody would go. Man, I need to get that. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine walking into the store and buying it. That well, that's my point. It's yeah. just like at what point do you go, man? That that that's just killer. Yeah, I mean, who wants to walk up to some lady at the counter and say, "Yeah, hey, I'll take this." Yeah, my balls smell. I'm going to rub some Lume on my balls and my ass crack. In fact, could you show me how to use it? Could you get the pharmacist out here to show me how to use this, how to apply it? It's, it's like, like, what I the fuck? I don't think, I don't think Lume is going to solve your problem. you got a full-blown yeast infection going yeah. on there. <laughs> Look, before you get to Lume, let's start with a fucking good long shower. How about that? <laughs> that generally can clear most of your problems. Right. Lume is like the guy that stinks but puts on cologne over top of his stink. Right, of course. That's all Lume seems to be to me. Yeah, it's a cover-up. Yeah. It's like those guys that you run into at a fucking like Italian restaurant or whatever, and you almost get knocked over by their cologne. Right. It's like, oof. All it's right, like, bro. What, take a shower. What, what are you trying to hide? Yeah, take a bath. <laughs> Please. Find a, find a bowl of water and jump in it. Do something. Clean it up. Yeah, take a horse bath. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> All right. All right, well, so let's get into this. Let's get into this. This is called Heavy Hitters. Heavy Hitters 2. Volume 2. That's right, because Heavy Hitters 1 was not enough for you. So we'll just kind of roll through these songs. It left us hungry for more. Oh, it sure did. Um, how many songs are on this thing? 12. 12 songs. Yeah. And and there's some real jewels here. So sure there are. Well, we'll start at the beginning with um, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, Sledgehammer. All right. Always lousy. I always hated this song, and I don't like it anymore now. Well, I will tell you from a creative standpoint Mm -hmm. that at the time that uh, they did stop motion claymation for a music video this is really what put this song on the map because of mtv and the claymation stop stop frame video that uh peter gabriel did with this it was for at the time which was what 1986 Mm -hmm. it was very cutting edge yeah i guess never been a fan all right regardless you liked it or not but that's that's kind of like what what its claim to fame was. I can tell you for a fact in my own personal taste, I've hated every claymation video ever. <laughs> I hated you I hate- hated the tool song. I hated the green jelly song. Did you hate Gumby and Pokey? Yes. Dumb. <laughs> I love Gumby. Dumb. Are you kidding me? Dude, I got as- a, Go ahead. I got a I got a four foot Gumby in the studio. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I hated Gumby. I, I liked when Eddie Murphy played Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like the actual Gumby. No. All right. Dude, as recently as a month ago, Seven Dust did a fucking um, claymation video, and I told LeJean Witherspoon that I didn't like that. Uh, you fucking suck, man. <laughs> Pretty, he's like, really? You didn't like that? I was like, no. I, I I wish I had that clip. I wish I'd known we were going there, because I literally said to him just what I said to you, no, I always hated claymation. Like David and Glo- Davy and Goliath. Well, Davey, I don't think you should do that because the Lord would be disappointed. <laughs> Dumb. Dumb. 
Not into claymation. Never was. Yeah, right. Never, never. I always found it to be dumb. And that being said, I hated Sledgehammer. First of all, I'm never a Peter Gabriel fan anyway. Well, Liked him with Genesis. Liked him with Genesis. But Solo, he was just a bag of artistic garbage. All right. Just crap. So, all right. Anyway, so here's like, Sledgehammer. You didn't like Salisbury Hill. <laughs> I don't even know it. On Salisbury Hill. Don't even know it. Quite honestly, the only song I ever know, because it's the only one I, I ever played longer than a minute before I pushed a button to get rid of it, was Sledgehammer. Well, how about Shock the Monkey? Hate it. Well. I do know I, that song, but I, I know it more from, from Cold Chamber doing it than I do from him. Shock. Shock the Monkey. <laughs> I, I liked it. I, I liked is a strong word. I tolerated it with Cold Chamber. You found it interesting, maybe. I tolerated it with Cole Chambers. <laughs> I don't. I I never liked Peter Gabriel. I just didn't. All right. But anyway, at any point, maybe some people listening do. All right. So here is Sledgehammer. It's brand new from George Lynch and Jeff Pilson. Okay. Check it out. yikes <laughs> who's singing jeff that's jeff singing it's either jeff or george and i've never heard george yeah, sing so sing. i i thought this was a steve miller song well, yeah, kind of know. like i like an eagle or something it ain't good i know that or jet uh, jet liner yeah. Here, listen to this Now play the beginning of that song again. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a slowed down version of Jet. It's, yeah, it's like jetliner dragging. Exactly. It sounds like a 33 and a third, uh, yeah. you know, being played on, um, you know, 45 or so, or, or slower, whatever, 16. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah. Right, do we need to hear more of Sledgehammer? Can we no, skip? No, it's awful. It's terrible. All right, so next is Carry On, which I don't remember if it's Carry On My Wayward Son or if it's another Carry On, so. It's some carry on. Okay. All right, here we go. I don't know this song, do you? No. This do you? morning, it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, here, here's the original. All right. Mm 
One morning I woke up and I knew a new day, a new way, and new know that one i've heard it that's crosby stills nash and young yeah i never was into those fucking hippie libtards <laughs> well that's this was just a couple years after you were born anyway 1970 thankfully my parents didn't play it while i was in the crib or i had to fucking <laughs> look for crib death all right Yuck. you want sudden, more of this one or you want a sudden death syndrome huh Sids? exactly all right Sids. i would have called it kids Crosby yeah. Stills and Nash syndrome. Right. All right. You want more of that one or you want to go on? Just play just a little bit more. All right. Here we go. that sounds like glenn hughes yeah <clears throat> it's just really loud mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just it's a lot of noise yeah there's there's no separation there yeah, at all brick it's, to the max yeah it's it's just a just a if, if you ever look like at a uh, audio wave it's mm-hmm. just like one full thick wave. Yeah, exactly. It's a big green no, line. <laughs> there's there's no there's no peaks and valleys in that wave at all. It's just no. like, yep. It just that's yeah. that's exactly it. There's no character at all. Yeah. So not great. Nope. All right, so let's move on to um Billy Squire. All right. The stroke. All right. You know this is gonna be quality. Here we go. All right. Everybody, have you heard? If you're in the game, then strokes the word. pull up uh wicked underground or war and peace or anything else that jeff is saying on yeah well, is that jeff i mean i can't tell if that's jeff that almost sounds like a mark a uh, cross between mark torian and jamie st james let's see heavy hitters two jeff pilson george Maybe it is somebody else, but <clears throat> it sounds like Jamie St. James almost. It doesn't. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to see who's who are the performers here. Um, 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 um. Yeah, they're not really listing anybody on on their Bandcamp page. Let's see on the Cleopatra page. Only the best at Cleo. <laughs> um, yeah, it just lists those two guys. Mm. Oh no, it does. Sorry, features lead vocals by longtime Rolling Stones backing vocalist Bernard Fowler. So is that Bernard Fowler? <laughs> okay. I'm. I'm guess. I don't know. That's a household name. Bernard Fowler. I have all his stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to see if even in the articles it says who's the let's see here. Whereas previous volume of heavy hitters featured a mix of various guest vocalists, this time around Lynch and Pilson brought in one of the most diverse and powerful vocalists in the business, longtime Rolling Stones backing vocalist Bernard Fowler. Fowler, along with his acclaimed drummer, 
Brian Tichy fill out each of the tracks, each of the album's tracks with their masterful performances. All right. All right. So that's Bernard Fowler. I stand corrected, Jeff. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think that was Jeff at all. I was listening to it. I was like, that sure don't sound like Jeff. Okay. But um, yeah, the stroke is pretty good. <sighs> okay. <laughs> all right. And uh, give a firm handshake. Talk to me about the one big break. That's exactly what they're doing. Spreading the ear pollution far and wide. Of course, it got the fucky effect on his vocals as yeah, well. Just crapola. All right. All right. Moving forward. I, I can't take any more of that one. Now, is this is this the firm? I don't remember. I don't think it is. It's not radioactive. The firm? I don't think it's the firm. I think it's somebody else like a 60s or something. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. This is radioactive. this song i don't know it at all i'm just trying to figure out who it is but is it imagine dragons maybe Let's see this is it. do you have that <laughs> yeah same song I think I might give the Pilsen Lynch thing better <laughs> marks than the actual original. Jesus. Imagine dragons. I imagine that's garbage. That's terrible. All right. All right. So next up smokestack lightning do you know that song uh i know that uh, the cult uses that term in their uh firewoman video or their song rather firewoman song smokestack lightning this might be a i don't know who, who would that be beats me i'll play it for a little bit see if we can't figure it out here we go all right <laughs> Okay. Hey, 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 hey. 
So I can live with this one. Well, that would be a tip of the hat to one of the biggest influences of one of the greatest bands that ever lived, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Or Howlin' Wolf. And they didn't steal that one? From his Moanin' in the Moonlight Ah. in 1958. See why it was important for Jeff and George to cover it, obviously. That's a good, it's a good blues cover, but here, not bad. Here's the original. All right. why they call him howling wolf uh, somebody Ooh. somebody redid that on sons of anarchy i believe i believe you're correct i remember that yep remember that part so there you are there's a tip of the hat to howling wolf oh, i'm glad that i'm certainly glad that we got heavy hitters too so that we can hear it fantastic all right so next up hold on i'm coming Hold on, I'm coming. Is this Spencer Davis group or somebody like that? You're going to have to tell me because I'm not sure. Here we go. the music but i can't stand the singer yeah it's well i don't like the effect on the singer's voice they yeah. they, they put that awful effect on the voice mm-hmm. but that would be a tip of the hat to uh sam and dave okay from, from their 1966 release hold on i'm coming and uh, one of my favorite bands chicago used to do this as a cover and sometimes they would close the show out with this song okay and they would do the whole big horn section thing with it. Sure. Of course, you heard this on the Blues Brothers movie, right? Of course, yeah. As done by George Lynch and Jeff Pilsen. Exactly. That's what we've all been waiting for. All right. Now, this next one, stay with me. Is this a Rod Stewart? I think it's Rod Stewart, Small Faces, or whoever that was. Right. Okay. Let's check this out. Here we go. I'm not good at a one-night stand 
But I still need love cause I'm just a man These nights never seem to go as planned I don't want you to leave, will you hold my hand? Oh, won't you stay with I guess it's not that tune. I don't know that song. Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know it. I'm, I'm looking to see. I'm trying to find like a, a press release or something on this fucking turd, <laughs> so that I can kind of well, follow all along. I can say about that one again is it's just very loud. Yeah, it's definitely loud. It's just a loud song. It's just like just a. I don't know what it, what it is. I, I like a song that has, or, or production that has like separation in it. You know, mm-hmm. you can actually hear the various instruments, but this is just like one straight. It's definitely blasting. That's for wow. sure. So our right, next up is shout. Pretty sure I know what that is. No, this is the one you thought was on. Yes. yes. You got inundated with these covers releases. I did. So all right. All right. So Tears for Fear shout. Yes. So Jeff, go. Jeff, George, let it all out. These are the things I can do without. That's for right. damn sure. So here we go. Hughes really should sue. <laughs> well, that definitely is Jeff right there. Yeah. That's, uh, what do you think? Well, I guess <laughs> if you want to cover a shout, there's a, there's one for you right there. See, this is the kind of cover I hate. The ones that everybody does. Yeah. And this is one. I, I, we're done with that song. Moving on. That's just right? junk. Next to my my one of my guilty pleasure bands in excess. Yes, the new I sensation. Know, I know you're not a fan of. Not but, even a little. But I'm a uh, I'm a uh, fan. I've seen in excess at least a half a dozen times. Well, then you'll probably love this. And my uh, cousin is married to uh, Andrew Ferris of Excess. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. So this this is like this is a Neely. Neely classic. It's right, I guess. In excess and half of Doc and doing in excess. Right. How can that be bad in your ears? There you are. I mean, All right, let's see I, if I'm it gonna, is. I'm going to relish the moment. All right. Well, <laughs> strap in because this is going to blow you away. All right. As you used to say, blow your wig back and part your ass hairs. Exactly. So here we go. New sensation. It is Lynch and Pilsen.
can't believe you weren't up dancing to that one. This production is just loud. It's abysmal. It's just it's just a flat, yeah. flat, just loud wave. You know, there, there's just no production value at all there. I like the mixed reaction. So we get Jesus kill me now. Yeah. Holy shit. What the fuck were they thinking? Yeah, I agree with that. Then this is okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not. It, it's, it's awful. Just, it's just loud. <laughs> it's just a loud mishmash of unnecessary music. Yeah, it's just wow. <laughs> All right. It's just like he, it's just like he pushed all the faders up as as far up as they can go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> go. <laughs> and mix. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, next up, here's one that's never been covered before. Yeah. Well, I that's interesting you said that because just for that purpose alone. Yeah. I I pulled this up just to see who's covered this. Okay. Johnny Winter covered this in 71. Okay. Aretha Franklin covered this in 86. Okay. Motorhead covered this in 93. Guns and Roses covered this in 87. Uh, Thelma Houston, I think that's Whitney Houston's mother. Yeah. Uh, she covered this in 69. Ace Fraley covered this in 2020. Flaming Groovies. I have no idea who they are. They covered this in 99. Uh, Los Hermanos Dalton covered this in 92. Leon Russell covered it in 81. Peter Frampton covered it in 72. Tina Turner covered it in 09. Uh, Ananda Shankar. I have no idea who that is. She covered it in 70, 1970. Alex Clinton covered it in 1996, and Marsha Hines covered it in 1975. So we needed a new one. Yeah, you know, because Jumpin' Jack Flash, Rolling Stones originally, not a good, good, not not good enough. Needed 35 covers. Right, of course. Including this jewel here <laughs> from George Lynch and Jeff Pilson. Wow. So here it is. It's Jumpin' Jack Flash. Here we go. <laughs> Don't you think the guy that's been in the Rolling Stones would do better than this? <laughs> he said he was howling at the moo. Yeah. Ooh. The moo? The moo. Must have been a cow pasture near him. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 hear uh, one of our favorites. Okay. Cover cover jumping jack flash. That would okay. be the great Lemmy of Motorhead. Let's hear that. Could they bury Lemmy's vocals in any deeper? <laughs> Should have had Jeff Pilson come and produce it. He'd have been way out front. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lemmy's like, I was born in a <laughs> Can't hear him at all. He was singing across the room. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's hysterical. Oof, boy. All right. We don't need to hear more of this, do we? Well, not that. Uh, right. 
let's see let, let's hear guns and roses do it all right let's hear them do it's it too kind of endemic since we were talking about gnr earlier sure. so they did this back in 87 when so, they were on, when they were on the rise yeah when they were still a good band right So they brought more of a punky vibe to it. Yeah. see he back then he had some juice (laughs) now he would just sing it uh jumping jack flash gas 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 you know he'd put no energy in it like he did that fucking perhaps song earlier tonight nothing perhaps this was one of his better performances (laughs) exactly (laughs) All right. Well, what's next on this uh, on this uh, uh, poo poo platter? Um, thank you, but I don't think it's a Zeppelin song. I don't know what this is. Fallon me be my elf again. All right, whatever. Fall into me be myself again. I have no idea. I don't know what they're doing here. Let's just see. Maybe we'll recognize hey, it. Going. I want to thank you for letting me be myself. I want to thank you. Is maybe. That- maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I don't even remember. I just know this thing was brutally bad, so I really didn't get too <laughs> deep into it. All right. All right. Here we go. very loud though it's loud (laughs) it's like can't you do some some separation in the in the instrumentation and the vocals and giving a little little bit of depth instead of (laughs) it's just like they want you to feel it neely man it's just straight across the board they don't want you listening for idiosyncrasies. They want you to feel it. Uh, well, that, of course, is a tip of the hat to the great uh, Sly and the Family Stone. That's right. Fingers start shaking. liking that one except jim of course right so whatever so that means it's probably good if the only one that doesn't like it is jim that means it's good (laughs) kind of a rule so all right and then last but not least 
a totally useless song. It's a wonderful life. There's nobody that's calling for this. All right. And nobody. And, and what version or whose version is this? Well, we'll just find out. Here we go. beats me I don't know somebody in the chat might know I don't know sounds like John Bond blow me <laughs> <laughs> the only one that I can find as far as like the original version if this is the song I have no idea it's it's done by somebody by the name of black hey racism stop it not really I don't know if this is the song or not. I'll play a little bit of it. Honestly, I'll never listen to it again. All right. The only thing I'll give this thing. All right. And I'll give it a bit of credit where credit's due. For the most part, at least it's songs that are not covered on every single record. Right. I mean, there are some Jumpin' Jack flashes in here that are just useless and shout. Okay. But a lot of these songs, I don't know that anybody else has covered. So I'll give them that. All right, so that they didn't, you know, go for the low-hanging fruit yeah, and cover the most common ones. Yeah, I suggest that Jeff gets his faders fixed at his studio. Oh, yeah, that's, it, everything is just, you know, on 12. Yeah, it's it, very loud. It's like, why can, can't you just give it a little production to where it's listenable? Because in my head, you know, I, granted, you know, we, we have a relay going on here, but regardless of that, it's just. It's pretty booming. Out, just flat out, just flat out EQ is at, at the max. Mm -hmm. Pretty damn loud. That's for sure. <laughs> so, all right. Well, there you have it. That's, um, that's George Lynch and Jeff Pilson, a quick taste of heavy hitters too, available wow. now on your favorite streaming platform. Wow. Well, I'm going to use a, uh, CMSism. Okay. That's a tough listen. <laughs> Love Jeff, love George. Don't love that. That's a tough listen. Yeah. Wow. You won't be listening to it again tomorrow just to get a get another feel? No? No. 
<laughs> no. Or ever. <laughs> no. No, that's, that's, it's just too, again, if it, if it wasn't so, I don't know what it is. It's just too in your face. You know what I mean? It's just loud. Yeah, well, it's not my style, that's for sure. No, I mean, and, and I don't dig that uh, backup guy. That, yeah, I don't either. Uh, that Fowler guy, whatever I his name is. Uh, just don't dig what he's doing. Yeah. Stick to being behind the curtain for the stones. That's what he's good at, being yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah, don't dig it. Nope. So so there you have it, Lynch and Pilsen. Um, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy, people. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's take a break. I'll let you pick a tune. What would you like to hear? Uh, none of those. Could you play something from the Pilsen, uh, you know, no. Lynch collaboration with, no. uh, you know, no? No. Not going for any of those songs. No, none of those? No. Um, go with, um, go with, um, Dirty White Boy, Soul of a Loaded Gun from the Bad Reputation record. Okay. Dirty White Boy, what is it called? Soul of a Loaded Gun. The album's called Bad Reputation. I gotta retype this in again. Dirty white boy. That's right. Soul of Oh, there it is. Got it. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes and we will come back. So right. here it is. Uh it's Dirty White Boy from their 1990 release. Bad reputation with uh, Soul of a Loaded Gun exclusively here on your classic metal show. Mm-hmm. 